All right, what we need to know today, we're going to learn about the three W's of COVID-19 boosters, who, when, and why another shot will help. And medical experts on the front line share the facts about COVID boosters. So on the hotline, we have Anne-Marie Pettis, who's president of the Association for Professionals in Infection Control and Epidemiology. And how are we doing today there, Anne-Marie? We're doing good? Oh, great, Tommy. Thanks. I, I do need to just say I pass with a ton. I am now immediate past president for APEC. Oh, I got you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, got to ask you this uh, first question here. With uh, COVID cases yeah. decreasing across the United States, does it still make sense to get vaccinated? Yeah, you know, that's that's the question everyone asks. And um, the answer is, yeah. I mean, I think that at this point, we know enough that the only thing for sure is how unpredictable this virus is. And so what the true experts are telling us is it just makes sense to hedge our bets uh, mm. against the virus. And so using our best weapon, really, which is vaccination, and then, of course, boosting our antibodies um, makes sense as well uh, in terms of the actual boosters that mm. are available. So, yeah, I, I think it really does make the best sense still. Yeah. So uh, since so many people got Omicron, does it still make sense to get a booster? Would natural immunity, everybody brings up natural immunity, uh, be better? So what do you think? Well, what, what, what we do think is that, uh, again, Omicron certainly, you know, changed the, the game a bit. Uh, but we also have learned that those that were vaccinated were much less apt to get severe illness. They were less apt to be hospitalized, and certainly their risk of death was decreased over those who were not vaccinated. So it might not have stopped transmission per se, but again, the the serious outcome from COVID was definitely decreased. Um, so even though Omicron itself continues to morph and, and uh, ongoing variants of that, uh, we do know that the good news is that the vaccination does seem to decrease those bad outcomes. Gotcha. All right. So when should someone get a booster when they just got vaccinated? Is it four months, six months, eight months, a year? Yeah. So it depends on the type of vaccine that, that somebody received. So if it was one of the mRNA vaccines, um, Pfizer, Moderna, then it would be uh, five months after your vaccine series was completed. If it was the J&J vaccine, it would be after two months of having been vaccinated. Um, so it's the five months versus the two months. And then if, you're in, if you've just gotten uh, infected with COVID, so you uh, had a case of it, then you should still be, if you were not vaccinated, you should still be vaccinated as soon as you're considered no longer infectious. Um, or if you now have, uh, let's say you've got Omicron, um, same idea that you should still get vaccinated as soon as you're no longer infected. Gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry, infectious. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So uh, say a guy like me, a typical guy. Um, I got my series of shots. I got the first one. I got the second one. I got a booster in the fall. So it seems like I'm due for another booster. Is that the? Uh, is that what you're thinking here? 
Well, what they're looking at is all of that data right now. So there really has not been uh, a new uh, suggestion in terms of when we might need that uh, additional booster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody is seeing some seasonality with COVID. So perhaps next fall, they might come out with a recommendation, but we're still waiting uh, for the for the experts to really decide what makes best sense. Well, yeah. So I guess in the fall, maybe we can, because I always get my flu shot in the fall, so maybe it'd be like a dual shot. You know, you get your flu and you get your COVID uh, booster at the same time. Who knows, right? Yeah, the, the uh, folks that are developing vaccines and stuff are looking at maybe being able to combine uh, the vaccines so that you'd be able to get one and done. Uh, but again, that's all premature and, and uh, none of that information has really come out yet. But certainly behind the scenes, that that's the work that's that's ongoing. Yeah. All right. So is there like a, a better booster? I'm mean, not a better booster shot, a better COVID shot. Is uh, Pfizer better than Moderna or better than J&J? Is there such a thing? Well, at this point, it seems based on evidence that uh, the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna, uh, seem to have an advantage over the J&J vaccine. So CDC at this point is recommending those vaccines over the J&J vaccine. Um, On the other hand, if that's the only thing you can get access to, then that certainly is better than not being vaccinated. Um, but, yeah, the, the mRNA vaccines are the ones that have the gold stamp, if you will, from CDC. I got you there. So uh, should people be concerned? It seems like Omicron is calming down now. Is there any new variants on the horizon that we need to worry about? Well, they're looking at the B2 uh, Omicron variant, and there's not a whole lot of it yet here in the United States. But like countries uh, such as Denmark, it's actually 100%. It's totally taken over. Um, but the good news is so far, uh, the evidence is that even the B2 doesn't seem to be um, more uh, disease-causing or more serious, uh, perhaps more infectious, mind you. But uh, it, it doesn't seem to create a worse infection uh, so far. But again, as I said when I started off, uh, the only thing that's predictable is the unpredictability of this virus. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Well, well, so we all know that nothing is 100%. It does. Uh, it did have an impact uh, on helping us here with this uh, pandemic here. But people need to help themselves, right? How can they uh, avoid getting and spreading COVID to uh, vulnerable friends and relatives? Yeah, that's such an important point. Um And that's one of the other reasons why still getting vaccinated, if you haven't, even though the numbers are coming down, or getting boosted if you've already been vaccinated. Because, again, the higher your antibody level is, the more you can fight this thing, the less the viral load is that you carry. And so if you are around people that can't be vaccinated uh, or, you know, children under five that can't be vaccinated, people that have more risk factors, then by you getting vaccinated and boosted, uh, you represent less of a risk uh, in terms of transmitting the virus to somebody like that. So, yeah, so that's just one more reason uh, to get vaccinated and boosted. 
Oh, people always say to me when I tell them, yeah, I got the vaccine, I got boosted. They go, oh, what about the side effects? What about long-term? What? I said, I know the short-term effect. The short-term effect is, you know, I can possibly get very ill or die. And that's how I explain it to people. Is that a good way to explain it? That's a great way. And, you know, the other thing is this whole long COVID, the long haulers, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't know. Once you're infected, you don't know whether you're going to be one of those folks that yeah. ends up with these, you know, year-long symptoms and so forth. So, again, you know, the the evidence just really supports vaccination more than, what is it, more than 75% of Americans right now have had at least one dose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's over 90 million have gotten boosters. But you, that still leaves us a good chunk of people that are at risk. And... Um, so, yeah, I think the, the message still needs to be loud and clear that the benefits of getting vaccinated still outweigh any potential side effects, any potential uh, issues with the vaccine. As you pointed out before, nothing's 100 percent. Right. Um, you know, when we get in our car every day, we take a risk. Um, but you've said it well, and that is the benefits clearly outweigh any potential downside to being vaccinated yeah finally i gotta ask you about uh children under five um what's what's going on with that yeah so um what's happening right now is uh they're just really working hard to get even more vigorous safety data Mm -hmm. uh, for small children under five and until they feel that that's robust enough the fda will not approve it at this point and that's that goes back to what I said before, mm-hmm. trying to cocoon if you're around those five your less than five year old children, you know, the, the term of cocooning, in other words, protecting them because they can't be vaccinated by getting vaccinated yourself. And um, so that's sort of the focus still until they get enough safety data and then they'll make the recommendation. But that, that they've not been satisfied yet. Yeah. It's been great. A lot of great information here. Where can the listeners go for more information? Well, probably, you know, everything changes on a dime here. So the best thing to do is to keep up to date with the the, um, uh, vaccines.gov website. Um, Certainly, uh, healthcare professionals like myself go there to help stay up to date and and they always have excellent information for the public and so forth. So I think vaccines.gov is, is a great place to try to stay updated. Gotcha. Anne-Marie Pettis, thank you so much for joining us today. Much appreciated with all this great information. Oh, and thank you for getting the word out. So oh. important. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, it's my pleasure.